I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story, that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yassi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that J Radio can definitely use your donations. So the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on javitradio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhak for either storytelling, Kayak from the Maya, extreme martial arts demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, others abundant program, uh, uh, your, your yeshiva, your banos, your base Yaakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow colony, or a sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718. 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbs's books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhak at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now. Wow. <laughs> Well, uh, Yossi, how was your Purim? <laughs> My Purim was so fantastic. Really? So tell me about it. I can't remember. Well, what do you mean you can't remember? Because I was, like, out cold. What do you mean you're out cold? You drank? I thought you said you don't drink on Purim. I, I, I don't drink on Purim. I, I, I was, like, Adelayada. But how are you Adelayada if you don't drink on Purim? Because I went to sleep. <laughs> Oh, yes, I remember you telling me that. Okay, anyways, I just want you to know that Baruch Hashem, the swindler is doing okay. The swindler is doing okay? There's a swindler around here? No, 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 the, the CD, the double CD. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So the double CD is, is doing well? Yes, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so now um, I would just like to tell you that um, I'm ready for a story. So um, you're telling the story? Well, why should I tell the story? Well, last week, um, you know, Tynus Esther night with the McGillie Laning was smack on Wednesday night. So uh, we couldn't do a live show. You know what I mean? So uh, we got to do a Purim story like now. Okay. All right. So do it. Uh, well, you know, I figured Vinahafaku. So maybe you should tell the story. Vinahafaku. <laughs> Um, um, but, 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 but I don't have a story. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, no, I don't. Okay, then I guess I'll tell the story. And if I know it? Then join along. Okay, very good. Okay, so 
So this story happened... When did it happen, Rabbi Herbs? Uh, about uh, 30, 40 years ago. This story happened about 30, 40 years... Uh, 30 to 40 years ago. Not 34 years ago. About 30 or 40 years ago. <laughs> right? That's right. It happened about 30 to 40 years ago. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I should go ahead or you go ahead? Uh, well, go ahead with going ahead. <laughs> Are you telling the story? Uh, yeah. So, anyway, the story happened like 30, 40 years ago. What happened, Rabbi Herbs? <laughs> Make up your mind. You want me to tell it or you tell it? Um, you tell it, and if I know something, I'll say something. Okay, very good. Okay. <clears throat> well, I, I believe from what I understand that this particular story was in a book that was uh, like about uh, 23-some-odd years old. And the story mentioned that this happened a while back. But I know that because there were cars and buses and trucks, that it wasn't like 200 years ago. Ha-ha! <laughs> Got that! Okay. So anyhow, there was a small town. Maybe I don't know how big it is now. I don't know how big it was then, but it was, you know, like a, you know, a small Jewish community. Okay, where was this town? It was in Illinois. But there are a lot of places. Chicago. There's a big Jewish community in Chicago. Yes, yes. But this happened in Dover, Illinois. Ah, wait a second. Um, it's not in Chicago. No, Chicago is part of Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Brooklyn, New York. Staten Island, New York. Oh, like Bubblegum Harry, New York? Uh, not exactly. Okay, so anyhow, so let me tell you what happened. There was the Rav of a shul. It was an orthodox shul, yes, you know. And it had like a small, you know, from community. And it was growing under the leadership of this rabbi. And from what I understand from the story, it said his name was Rabbi Isaac Gross. So Rabbi Isaac Gross was a very interesting rabbi. He knew how to relate to the people. He was related to everybody in Dover? No, no, no. He wasn't related. He knew how to relate to them. Oh, he knew how to become a relative of theirs? Yes, see. Are you acting for real or are you just doing a Purim stick? Ah, both. Uh-huh. Okay, I got it. Okay, fine. Okay, anyways, so Rabbi Oize Gross, you know, he started out a small shul over there and it started to grow. And Baruch Hashem has a nice minion, a decent-sized Orthodox minion. And, of course, when it comes to high holy holidays, like Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, so even the non-from Jewish people, uh, you know, they come to shul then also. And, of course, he's working on it, and he's been working on it, I should say, and he had people coming in, you know, for Hanukkah, Hanukkah Mesibas, you know, and he also had a Purim, because ah, you're telling it now, so I have to do a Purim. <laughs> Yes, so he made like a big festive thing. He used to have a big sit-down party right after the Megillah laning on Tynus Esther night. Wow, sounds like fun. I wish I could be there. Well, you weren't born yet. Oh, right. So the book was written 23 years ago, and I'm not even bar mitzvah. So uh, I guess I wasn't born yet. Yeah, okay, good point. Yes, yes, and the story said it happened before that. Oh, okay. So, like, what happened? Can you tell me? Sure, I could tell you. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I love the way you say that. No problem means there is a problem. <laughs> well, there will be a problem because you don't have a story. You can't see a story, you know, can't have. And they live ever happily after in the very beginning because, you know, there has to be some adventure, excitement, and so on and so forth. Yeah, like a flying pickle, you know. Woo! A pickle that had big ears. Uh, you're thinking about something else now. All right, a bunny rabbit. Uh, whatever. Anyhow, so, um, <clears throat> now, this story takes place, and, of course, this rabbi, Rabbi Isaac Gross, was one of those type of rabbinim that just didn't take care of his own shul. He liked what was called PR, public relations. Oh, wait a minute. Now he's not just related to the people in the shul. It's public relations. He's related to the whole entire public of Dover, Illinois. <laughs> you are funny. And I know because you're laughing. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. 
So anyhow, so um, the principal of one of the public schools out there invited Rabbi Isaac Gross to come in to the public school and speak. And what was the purpose? Ha! He went into the public school to give a Devat Torah? Well, no, he didn't go into the public school to give a, a Devat Torah. Okay, so what did he go into the public school for? He went into the public school to have public relations. I know you said he wants to be related to the whole public. No, 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 no. He wanted to, well, let's put it this way. The principal was trying to teach the children to be tolerant of other religions. Oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the religions that he spoke about was Judaism. Yiddish guy. So he wanted a rabbi to come in and speak about it. And it was like a few short weeks before Purim. So I guess the topic that he chose about was Purim. Oh, really? Okay, so how did it come about? Well, see, the principal, uh, 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 Mr. Uh, uh, Vertenberg. Oh, Mr. Principal, Mr. Vertenberg? Yes, yes, Vertenberg. Okay, so you now got that? Uh, yeah, sure. The principal's name is Mr. Vertenberg. Okay, yeah, and? Well, anyways, principal called him up, and he said, Hello there. How are you, Rabbi? My name is Mr. Württemberg, and I happen to be the principal in P.S. And, of course, he gave the number. Uh, 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 yes, I am. And yes, 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 yes. Uh, that's nice. Yes, Rabbi. Anyways, you know, so if you notice that I'm trying to get people to be tolerant of other people's religions, I'm trying to get people not to have hate, you understand? So I have an opportunity, my school, to do so. Every now and then we have a special assembly, and we call people down from different faiths, but the idea is not to, uh, uh, you know, get someone to be part of the faith. The idea is to be tolerant. A person would explain what their religion is all about, and and then you know they could learn to um, you know whatever <laughs> you understand. I see. So you're not asking me that chas uh, uh You don't want me to chas v'shalom try to get anybody to uh, you know like uh, convert into some other religions or things like that. You just want me to explain a little bit about Judaism so they can have a better understanding and learn not to hate another person because their religion is different. Is that it? Uh, yes, yes, it's quite so, quite so. That's exactly what I want. Um, so, uh, are you available to come down this Thursday? Uh, let's see, what, what time are you talking? Uh, well, I would say about, um, you know, um, about, about that time. About, about that time? What time is that time? The time that is good for you will be good for us. Okay, how about 11 o'clock in the morning? That's perfect. Uh, I'll make sure I don't have a dentist appointment at that time. Yes, yes. Okay, very good. Fine, no problem. So we'll see you this Thursday. Uh, you have our address. I can't miss that building. <laughs> it's a pretty big building. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Very good. And so, sure enough. Now, in those days, the security was not like now. Like some schools, you have a police guard or an armed guard or a, a watchman. I don't know. Whatever you have nowadays, some of them have even a security booth. But in those days, there weren't any because it wasn't so bad. Okay, so um, let's see what happens. All right, it is now Thursday. Baruch Hashem, I am here. I'm here on a wonderful Thursday. All right, this is P.S. Yep, this is the school. All right, let me go up the steps here. Okay, now that I'm up the steps, let me go through this door. Huh, there's one of the children over here. Huh? Excuse me, young fella. Can you tell me where I could find the principal, Mr. Württemberg? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, if you go straight down the end of this hall, you make a, a left-right turn. A left-right turn? Yeah, because at the end of the hall, the hall starts going the other way. So you're making a left, and then there's a right. Because when you make the left, you're going in the second section of the hallways. But on the right side, right away, is uh, uh, Principal uh, Württemberg's office. Uh-huh. I see. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, uh, uh-huh. Welcome. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fine by me, too. You're cute. Uh, 
You're cute too, I think. Oh, okay, whatever. Okay, bye. Uh, bye. I wonder what a rabbi is doing here. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, maybe he wants to register here. I don't know. And sure enough, the this rabbi, Rabbi Isaac Gross, he walked down to the end of the hall. All righty, uh, here's the end of the hall. Make my left. Oh, yes, there's another corridor here. I make this left, and there, ah, the right, there it says, Principal Wurttemberg. Let me knock on his door. Uh, yes, uh, please come in. Uh, yes, uh, oh, you must be... Yes, I'm Rabbi... Rabbi Gross, how are you? It's Rabbi Ochka? No, 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 Rabbi Ozer. Uh, uh, yes, Rabbi Ozer. Uh, well, you know, it's hard for me to pronounce that, but Rabbi Ozer Gross. Glad to meet you. Okay, I'm glad you came early. Now, you know, you have to be aware that sometimes there could be kids in the audience, but, you know... Yes, I'm aware. Everybody has their share of kids that like to, you know... Get the limelight a bit, I guess. Yes, I'm aware. And so, when 11 o'clock came, the assembly was... All the children were there in the auditorium, and the principal, Mr. Wurttemberg, got up on the microphone. Okay, children, let's quiet down, quiet down. All right, thank you, thank you, boys and girls. Yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. Now, of course, it was a public school, so they, yes, there were boys, and yes, there were girls. Uh, yes, okay, so now, um, uh, I would like to, uh, continue our program that we've been pushing this year, religious tolerance, to be tolerant of other people, even if their religion is different. And, of course, as you know, I've been inviting different people to speak about their religions, you know, I had a priest, I had a pastor, and, uh, I, I had, um, you know, well, different kinds of people. Okay, so now, um, I invited a rabbi. A rabbi? What do you need a rabbi for? Are you getting bar mitzvah or something? <laughs> very good, Henry, very good. Uh, no, we're not getting bar mitzvah. Ah, so this is a public school, okay? Jewish people don't go to public schools. Oh, excuse me, I beg to differ. My name is Martin uh, uh, Blueberry, and I happen to be Jewish. I'm not religious, but I'm Jewish, so I go to a public school, okay? So don't tell me there are no Jews here. And you better learn not to pick on us, okay? You better start being some uh, tolerant of other people, because we believe just the way you do. <coughs> and, and we cough just the way you do, okay? All right, don't get so huffy and puffy. All right, all right, uh, children, children, please quiet down. All right, so now, um, uh, this week, uh, actually, I should say this month, because we do this once a month, we happen to have that we invited a uh, rabbi over here, an Orthodox rabbi, Rabbi Ose Gross. <laughs> I think I pronounced it right. <laughs> so um, please give your undivided attention to Rabbi Ose Gross. Rabbi Ose Gross, would you like to come in, please? Thank you very much. Hello, children. Hi, how are ya? I see. That's the guy Henry. <laughs> Seems to be a real wise guy. Okay, fine. Not a problem. All right. Um, let's see what's going on here. Um, okay, uh, children. Uh, I'm a Orthodox rabbi, and I'm the rabbi of the shul here in Dover, Illinois. And we are now going to be having an upcoming, um, 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 Rabbi, you don't have to be nervous, just relax. Yes, 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 I understand. Um, we're going to have an upcoming, uh, Purim party. Now, of course, if you don't celebrate Purim, yeah, then, you know, you don't have to come. <laughs> you see, now, what it is basically, Purim is the story where, you know, uh, there was a wicked man named Haman very wicked man, and he really hated the Jewish people, unfortunately, and he wanted to destroy us, men, women, and children. Oh, that's terrible. How come he didn't succeed? <laughs> well, you see, um, let me just tell it to you like this. You see, we Jewish people believe very strongly when we follow Hashem's Torah, that's our Bible, uh, this Torah was given to us by God, and when we follow it, we understand that Hashem, which is God, protects us, okay? And therefore, 
since we sinned at first, so Haman was given some power to have put, uh, I would say, to, to, to put the fear of God in us, sort of to say. Um, so anyways, so um, what happened was this person, Haman, wanted to kill us. When the Jewish people realized that they had no one to turn to except for God himself, they did. They repented. They did what we call teshuva. They repented and they turned back to Hashem. And when they turned back to God, which is Hashem, they went over and they did it with a full heart. And as a result, there was what we call in Hebrew, avinahapachu. Avinahachu? No, no, no. That's when you sneeze. Avinahapachu um, is a Hebrew word that means, and there was a complete turnabout. Oh, when I sneeze, I have a complete turnabout. When I sneeze, I either turn over or I fall on the floor or I bump my head into the wall. So I, that's, a, that's a turnabout. <laughs> Henry, I believe that you're a cute guy and a stickle. Uh, uh, um, I'll hold myself back from calling you a wise guy. But I am. I noticed. But I'm going to ignore you as long as possible. And then I guess the principal will have to throw you out if you get obnoxious. And that's something we want to avoid. So basically, what happened was is when the Jews repent, God listened to their prayers and he made a complete turnabout. So instead of the great righteous man Mordechai and Queen Esther and the rest of the Jewish people being killed and destroyed, it was Haman and his followers that were destroyed instead. Ah, very nice story, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi. So uh, what do you do about it? Well, we have this holiday of Purim, which we celebrate every year. Now, one of the things that they do at this Purim holiday is to read a Megillah. What? They read a gorilla? What? How do you read a gorilla? No, 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 no. Not read a gorilla. A Megillah. A Megillah? I call it a gorilla. Since when is a gorilla called a Megillah? No, 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 no. A gorilla is a gorilla, and a Megillah is like a scroll. A scroll? Oh, so this is like a Torah? No, it's just the story of the story of Purim. And we have a custom to read the story. So it reminds us to be united, to have faith in Hashem, into God, you know, and, and to be a caring person to one another and to care for the poor and to be friends with one another. That's what it shows us in the story of Purim. Okay, so now that we got that straightened out, I want to tell you that the scroll, the Purim scroll, is considered pretty holy. And in order to make the special blessings that we Jewish people do on the reading of the Megillah, the Megillah has to be kosher. Oh, it has to be kosher. Are you going to put mustard and sauerkraut on it and then you eat the Megillah after? Hmm, you're a very interesting character. Well, I try to be. Ah, uh, you know, uh, the other people are afraid to ask questions, but not me. I love to ask questions. Yes, even if they're not uh, questions, right? What'd you say? Nothing, nothing, nothing. So let me put it to you this way. As I was saying, it turns out that you have to read the story from a kosher Megillah. And this way you can make the blessings before or after. And what happens if you don't have a kosher Megillah? That could present a problem. Uh, we have to make sure to have one. Uh, and Rabbi, you have one in your shul? Well, it just so happens that in our shul, we have one kosher Megillah. It has to be written on a clop. On a clop? What's a clop? You clop someone on the head? No, 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 no. A clop. It's on parchment. Real parchment. Not artificial parchment. Real parchment. Like skin from a cow. Ow, wow. Is the cow still alive when you're riding on him? No, 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 no. We're not riding on the cow while it's alive. Oh, my goodness. You kill it? Oh, it gets, uh, uh, what does it call it? Ink poisoning, right? All right, so that's terrible, Rampart. No, please. Uh, Henry? Uh, Henry, I think you've asked enough questions, okay? It doesn't sound like you care to really learn about the Jews. It sounds like that you're just trying to be obnoxious. 
<laughs> that's my middle name. Yes, I noticed. Now, if you don't mind, if you want to still stay here, you'd better be quiet. All right, I'll be quiet. Well, uh, just can I ask a normal question? Yes, you may. How many kosher McGillis are there in uh, Dover, Illinois? Just one that I know of. The one that I have. And I'm the rabbi of the shul, the synagogue, and I read it every year. Uh-huh. Very nice, very nice. Okay, see, that was a normal question, Prince. I can be nice if I want to. Yes, apparently you can. Indeed you can. And so what happened was is after the rabbi finished, some of the students were very interested to know more about Judaism, not to convert, but to understand it more and have a better understanding how Jews act and how they live. And the principal was very happy. You know something, Rabbi, you spoke very well. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I hope it mends things so that people will learn to be tolerant and stop calling us names like Dirty Jew and things like that. Yes, yes, it bothers me too. People have to be religiously tolerant. If a person keeps his religion, then let him keep it. You don't like it, that's your business. You know, and if you want to try to change somebody, let them do it of their own free will, not twisting their arms and bending it and putting them over a fire and, and then whipping them with a wet noodle or something, you know? Yes, I understand. Okay, thank you. Wow, that was a very sensitive and tough situation. This is probably the first time I haven't had to speak at such a place like that. Oh, well. Anyhow, let me put my mindset and get the programs ready for Purim. Now, let me get all the posters ready. I'll call my secretary. Shoshana? Yes, Rabbi? Oh, yes, Shoshana. Um, here's the text and everything, and and can you take this to the person that sets up the uh, poster? Rabbi Herbs! What? What? Why don't you just go to the computer and, bump, 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 and print it out? <laughs> yeah, see, how many years ago did this happen? Oh, forgot about that. <laughs> no computers. No. Well, the only computers they had at those times was those gigantic computers that took up a whole room. Wow. I guess that wasn't a laptop. Because if it was, I guess the guy couldn't stand up if they had that in his lap. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Anyway, so they took care of the procedure. Then, of course, after everything was done, and after they finished Myrev, the rabbi went to close up the shul. Meantime, Henry, who was not really Jew-friendly, and he obviously was pretty much of an anti-Semit, uh, pretty much a Jew-hater, and he had a friend of his that he influenced quite a lot. Yes, his friend that he influenced was John. <laughs> hey, John, come here. I want to talk to you. Uh, okay, I'm game. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> You're a game. You're not a game. Now listen to me. You know? You remember that rabbi that came? Oh, yeah. Right. He was here the other day, or was it the other week? And he spoke about um, the Purim holiday. That was fascinating. It was a fascinating talk. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Especially the part about that there's only one. Kosher, uh, mezuzah, I mean, kosher, uh, Torah, I mean, kosher, what do you call it? Magilla. Right, one kosher Magilla in the whole Dover. <laughs> so, I in the mood for some fun the night before, you know, um, uh, Purim. What are you talking about? Well, you know, when it comes Wednesday night, okay, the Jewish people are going to be fasting during the daytime, right? I mean, if you say so. I researched it, I'm telling you. And then at night, they come, and they do their evening services, and then they read from the Magilla, okay? And after they read from the Magilla, so um, then they sing and dance, and then they eat. You got it? But remember what the rabbi said? What kind of Magilla does it have to be? Oh, I remember what the rabbi said. It has to be a Megillah Esther. Yeah. No. Well, it can't be a Megillah's root, because root is a different Megillah. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. What did he say the condition 
of the Megillah is. I guess the condition must be that whoever reads it has to read it loud enough for everybody to hear. No, I'm not talking about that. Then what are you talking about? Why don't you just tell me already, okay? And stop speaking like you're, you're speaking riddles. All right, all right, all right, let me tell you. It's very simple. He said the Megillah has to be kosher. Oh, right. I remember you asked if you could put mustard and sauerkraut on it. Oh, that was a good one. I really laughed at that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? Now, I'm in the mood to have some fun. So now, uh, that Wednesday night, they're going to read the thing. But before they get there, see, like, um, you know, like Tuesday night, after everybody leaves, we're going to sneak into the shul, the synagogue. Wait a minute. What do you mean, we? You, you mean? No, no, no. We. You and I are a team. Well, I don't want to do anything. They're nice people. Why should I bother them? Because I said so. But, but they didn't do anything to me. Why should I do something to them? Because if you don't, I'm going to teach you a lesson you'll never forget. Yeah? Like what? Like I'm going to steal your shoelaces and tie it around your nose. Ooh. Then how am I going to blow my nose? Which just sucks. I don't care. Ugh. That's disgusting. Yeah? Who cares? Now listen to me. If you don't want me to be angry with you, you know it's not good to have me on the bad side. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're going to do what I say. You're going to come with me Tuesday night after we're positive that the synagogue is locked. Then we're going to come inside, and then we're going to vandalize the place. And then we're going to find the Magella, and then we're going to rip it up into little pieces. That's not nice. We shouldn't be doing things like that. That's right. You shouldn't be doing things like that. We will be doing things like that, not just one. Hey. Don't say anything to anybody. We're going to do this plan, and we're going to mess it up. And then when they come and they're ready for their Magilla lining, wow, they won't have a Magilla, and they won't be able to celebrate properly. So instead of their holiday being happy, it'll be sad, and we'll be happy because we played a good joke. What do you say? Uh, I don't know about it. I know about it, and that's what we're doing. Okay, if you say so. I say so. Okay, okay. Boy, oh boy, you drive a hard bargain. Yeah, that's right, I do. So you got it? That's what we're going to do. Okay, that's what we're going to do. And so, sure enough, what ended up happening was, it was late on Tuesday night. The rabbi, Rabbi Oiza, he went over to the shul, and he was going to lock up everything. All right, that was the last minion for Myriv. Baruch Hashem, we had a pretty nice turnout. And the posters are up, and I told everybody about the Megillah lining. It's going to be cavaldic. It'll be fantastic. And usually, if something like this, even some of the non-religious Jews come. It'll be good. You never know what could turn them around and wake them up and spark them to want to know more about Yiddishkeit. Yes. Okay. So let's see. The lights are out. Okay. Back door is locked. Windows are locked. And, uh... Okay, that's very good. And now I'll go out the front door and lock the door. And Bez Hashem, tomorrow morning, I'll be early for Shachris. And then I'll spend the morning chazering over, even though I've been laying the Megillah for probably close to 30 years, I still chazer it over just to make sure. It's the right thing to do. Don't think you know something so perfect. You never know. Okay. And then later on, the clock was ticking. And finally, it was around midnight. And there was Henry tapping on John's window. Uh, who's knocking on my window? Why don't you come to the door? Because it's 12 midnight. 12? What are you doing? Who's, who's coming to see me at 12 midnight? I'm trying to sleep. Do you forget what we're supposed to be doing? I didn't forget what we were supposed to be doing. It's after midnight. We sleep. No! Tonight! Oh, what's different tonight than tomorrow night and the night before? <clears throat> Open up your window or I'll break it. No, don't break it. You'll wake up my parents. Okay, give me a second. <gasps> okay, I opened up the window. Now what? Now what? Now what? You asking now what? Climb out the window. In my pajamas? Let me get dressed first. You really want to do this? 
Yes, I really want to do it. I want to have some fun. <laughs> okay. And so John had no choice. He was so frightened, he was so afraid of Henry that he got dressed, climbed out the window, closed the window very carefully so it should not be looking like it's still open. And then he went down the street. Stop singing. Stop singing. Will you stop? Okay, okay. I just got to do something to pass the time. I'm kind of nervous. Don't be nervous. It's a small hick town over here. You got nothing to worry about. Come, 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 come. I'll stop. Okay, here's the synagogue. Now look around for an open window. Okay. Let's look around for an open window. They looked around, and they found no open window. Um, um, okay, did you find any open window on your side? Nope, not at all. Then let's make a window open. How are we going to make a window open if it's locked? <laughs> Do you have a handkerchief? Yeah, sure, I have a handkerchief to blow my nose. Did you use it today? No. Give me your handkerchief, please. What are you doing? I'm wrapping up my hand so I don't cut it. Well, how do you expect to cut it? Wait a minute. You can't do that. That's my handkerchief. I know. Don't worry. You'll have it back. Just don't blow your nose. It might have broken pieces of glass in it. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. You punched the window. You broke the window. Do you know something? What? What? I told you I didn't use my tissue today, my, my handkerchief today. Right. So? Therefore, it's clean, right? Well, not exactly. What do you mean, not exactly? I said I didn't use my handkerchief today, but I used it a lot yesterday. Yes! What are you doing to me? All right, now, let me put my hand in here. Okay, now let's open this window. Okay, now climb in. Climb in. No, 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 you go first. No, 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 you go first. And they both climbed in, and they took out a little flashlight. All right, follow me. Follow me. Oh, wow. So this is the synagogue. <laughs> nice woodcraft over there. <laughs> oh, they call that the Arunachodesh. Yeah, whatever it is. Okay. Oh, let's see. Uh, okay, now, if you were a Megillah, where would you be hiding? Oh, uh, very far from you. No, stop that. Now, come on. Tell me where you would be. Oh, I would be in a case. <laughs> yeah. And where would the case be? It'd probably in a closet. A drawer, you know, something like that. Very good. So let's look in this little closet here. <laughs> now, hey, wait a minute. Do you see the side of that curtain over there in front of that arc? What about it? I think there's a little door, a little closet in the bottom of the arc. Let's check that out. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you know? There's some sort of a metal tube over here. It's got fancy design on it. Oh, it came out. Heh. Let's shake this out. Wow, 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 wow. Look at this. We hit pay dirt. Pay dirt? We're going to pay the dirt? No, we're not paying the dirt. We hit pay dirt means that we got what we came for. We did? Okay, so we're going to take away this Megillah, and then we're going to give it back to them in the last minute, right? Wrong. We're going to make sure they have no Purim. That's the idea of the joke. Well, how, what do you mean? I don't get it. Ah, you don't get it? Let me tell you. See this parchment? Yeah. Watch what, uh, what you doing there. Well, be careful, you know, you're going to rip it. That's the idea. <laughs> oh, no, you ripped it up to small pieces. What's the matter with you? That thing probably cost a fortune. It's handwritten. Are you out of your mind? No, no, I'm just having fun. Okay, now, listen carefully. Let's make it look like somebody came in, and not just for the Magilla. Let's go over and knock over some of these books over here, and let's make a mess of the place. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, listen here. You can't tell anybody, because if you tell anybody that what I did here tonight, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, help me. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, you're here. Too late. <laughs> Come on. And so the two of them together, uh, Johnny having no choice, he had to follow what Henry said, he knocked down all of the books, a lot of the Svarim, Sidurim, Hamashim, knocked all over the floor. And, of course, he poured water all over places, and then they left. And the next morning, the Rav got out of bed early, 
was on his way to shul. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of this community. There is a number of people that actually come to Dafa Yoimi. I got five people that come before davening to go to Dafa Yoimi. That's Kibaldic. But I need to go there a little early to shul so I can prepare for the class. Here I am. Okay. Let me get my key out. What? What was that? Hey, wait a minute. I locked the door last night. What's going on? How could the door be open? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is there glass on the side of the building over there? Let me take a look at what's going on here. What is this? Shattered glass. Who broke a glass over here? <gasps> oh, no. One of the window panes are broken. This is not very good. Oh, no, 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 this is not very good at all. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? <gasps> I got to check inside. Oh, no, let me check inside. And the rabbi ran real quick to the front of the shul, went inside, turned on the light. And as he looked around, it was like they say in Yiddish, Finstefade Eugen. It was dark in front of his eyes, which means not the lights went out, but it seemed like it because things were not good. That's right. You got that right, Yossi. Things were not good. He looked around. He saw all the Sidurim and Chabashim thrown all over the places. He saw some pages were ripped out. He saw water was poured all over the place. And then when he came closer to the front of the urn, he saw lying there on the floor were small pieces of parchment ripped up. He bent down to pick it up and take a closer look. And then he cried, Ive, Ive, this is terrible. Oy, 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 oy. Oh, I can't believe it. Somebody came in here and ripped up the Megillah. It's the only kosher Megillah. First of all, let me call the police. Yes. And of course, in those days, not everybody had digital. Some people even had in those days some rotary phones. But anyways, police department was called. And when the police department was called, <laughs> hello, <laughs> how may I help you? <laughs> uh, and of course, he explained the problem. And of course, the police sergeant on the other side of the phone sent out some police officers and the police officers tried to investigate as best as possible. But DNA was not well known then. Fingerprinting was, but <laughs> the vandals, they had no police record yet. They were just mischievous kids. So they couldn't find them. They saw no traces of it. But the meanwhile, the meanwhile, the Rav knew what he had to do. The Hummans in this town are not going to get away with it, obviously. It wasn't just that they picked the shul to do vandalism. That's a cover-up. I think the main thing is they had to be doing this to make our poor miserable. But you know something? I'm going to go to the police sergeant and talk to him. I have an idea. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Police Sergeant. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 what is it? <laughs> yes, yes, can, can I help you? Yes. I suspect that the one who did this vandalism has to be one of the children from the public school. <laughs> why, why, why do you suspect that? Well, one of the reasons is <laughs> because I suspect, I really do, that when I gave my uh, schmooze... <laughs> What's a schmooze? Uh, well, when I gave my speech... Um, there was this obnoxious kid named Henry, and he kept calling out and asking very strange kind of questions. And he asked me questions about what happens if there is no kosher Megillah. Now, I suspect he might be the one who broke in. <laughs> I see. That's a very good idea. But do you have any evidence? I'm not the police. You're the police. You should have the evidence. Oh, yeah, I, I should have the evidence, but, but I don't. <laughs> I'll send police officers down uh, to check it out. Yes, please do. And so police officers were checked out. And then police came to the public school that morning. And when the police came, all of a sudden, John got frightened. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. He, 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 Henry made me do it. Henry made me do it. The police officer came. Excuse me, son of boy. What are you talking about exactly? Oh, oh, uh, the Megillah. I didn't want to rip it up. It was Henry's idea. You'll be quiet over there. Don't say nothing. Well, I didn't say nothing. I said something. 
Oh, yeah, 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 stop that. <laughs> he's just uh, blabbering. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, really? Doesn't know what he's talking about. I think we'll just take your fingerprints if you don't mind. But, of course, since you're underage, we'll call your parents down. And sure enough, they took fingerprints with the parents' consent. And, of course, it matched the fingerprints that they found inside the shul. It matched Henry's fingerprints and John's. And, of course, their parents were very upset with them that they had the chutzpah of trying to do this and spoil the holiday for the Jewish people. They did not want to preach to their children hatred. They wanted to preach friendliness and tolerance. And they were very upset. And they made them pay for a replacement Megillah out of their own savings. That was the punishment for them. And this way they avoided some detention in the police department by what they call the reform school or something. But we won't get into that. But the meanwhile, there was still a problem. Where on earth are they going to get a kosher Megillah on time for Megillah laning on Wednesday night? So the rabbi had an idea. Wait a minute. I got it. My son learns in Chicago. Yes, in Tells of Chicago. Let me call him up. Now, in those days, they didn't have cell phones like now, where every Tom, Dick, and Harry has a cell phone. And, uh, of course, they had, like, those pay phones. And kids used to pick it up. Hello? Can I help you? Uh, yes, I would like to speak to my son, Menachem Gross. Oh, your son, Menachem Gross. There's a lot of gross guys over here, you know what I mean? Which one? Uh, uh, Menachem Gross from Dover, Illinois. Oh, that one. Okay, I'll go get him. And after a while, he found him. Oh, yeah. What can I do for you? Who's calling? It's me, Tati. Tati, how are you? I'm so happy you said I could spend uh, a Purim this year in the yeshiva, and I don't have to come home. I'm so happy. It's so much fun to be with my friends over here. Well, guess what? You have to come home, and you have to do a very big mitzvah. Huh? Have to come home? Big mitzvah? What are you talking about? What's going on, Tati? Well, let me tell you, and let me explain it to you. You see, uh, in a short message, there was a vandalism, and in the process, the only kosher Megillah in the entire Dover, Illinois, was shredded. Oh, no. Wow. There's no swarm store out there to buy a new one. How are you going to get one? Well, that's where you come in. Uh, oh, you want me to come in? But I don't have a kosher Megillah. People over here do. Well, listen to me. I don't care how. We're going to borrow money or pay for it or whatever it is. We'll either borrow a Megillah and, of course, or we'll buy a new one. Find out now, quickly, and put your Rosh Hashiva on the telephone and tell them it's an emergency that I need you to come home on the 1 o'clock bus. So this way you'll arrive by 6 o'clock in time to bring the kosher Megillah to the shul. And then we can save Purim and we won't let our enemies have the best of us. What do you say? All right, I'll do that. And sure enough, he got the permission of the Rosh Hashiva, and the Rosh Hashiva let him go. And, of course, he asked around, and he didn't buy a new Megillah, but he was able to borrow one. And the guy said, Don't worry, I got more than one Megillah. <laughs> and besides, if I forgot my other Megillah, I could look on with Shmeli. Because Shmili has the same kind of Megillah, you know what I mean? I think everybody does. <laughs> same text. But actually, his is big, just like mine. Okay, don't worry. Take it, take it. And Shum needs you. And sure enough, he got on to the 1 o'clock bus. Everything was going on schedule. But suddenly, there was a thunderstorm. <laughs> and it started to pour heavy rain. And it was very heavy rains. And the roads were beginning to flood. And then, about four o'clock in the afternoon, the bus stopped. There was a roadblock. Sorry, fellows. Can't continue now. It's very flooded out there, and the bridge is out over there. Sorry, I'll have to turn back. Terribly sorry. Uh, but you understand, uh, I have to get to Dover, Illinois. It's very important. It's an emergency. You can find the bathroom somewhere else if you have an emergency, but you're not going to the bathroom in Dover, Illinois. No, 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 not that kind of emergency. A McGillah lighting, you know. Oh, you won't know. What am I going to do? Oh, wait, there's a payphone by that gas station. Let me go call up my father.
Come on, Tati, pick up. Oh, oh, seems to be the phone is ringing. Hello? Uh, hi, Tati. Huh? Well, how are you calling? Cell phones weren't invented yet. So how are you calling me here? Uh, well, I'm not calling you for that because actually some cell phones were invented. They're like big. They're big as a shoe or something, you know. But um, actually, you know, um, I'm not calling from uh, a cell phone. So where are you calling from? I'm calling from a payphone. Wait a minute, but you're on a bus, aren't you? I was on the bus. Wait a minute. Are you going to be here at 6 o'clock with the Megillah? I got the Megillah, but I don't think I'm going to be there by 6 o'clock. What do you mean you're not going to be by 6 o'clock? Oh, you're a Bainishalin. What's going on? Well, there's a big flooding, the rain and everything. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Well, it blocked out the roads and the bridge, and and uh, we can't go. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to have to be Mispalo. Uh, Bainishalin, make some nice for us. Be Mispalo. Maybe the roads will clear. I'll be my spawn, Okay. Shira Malas. And he started saying Shira Malas. Esle na yalari me ayin yavli esri. Esri me yimashem. And he started saying to Hillam. And all of a sudden, the most strangest thing happened. And before I tell you about him, let's go back to the place in Dover. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, please come into the shul. Please come into the shul. Listen, Evan, I know everybody's coming here. Wow, it's such a big island, bigger than usual. Well, Rob, why? I'm not religious, and I usually don't come to McGill Lightning. However, I felt bad for you people. I thought it was a disgrace that somebody had the nerve to rip up your McGill. And therefore, Rob, why? I decided to come and support you by showing my face here and bringing my friends and we'll solve. And you know what? And maybe we can enjoy ourselves in the long run, okay? That's fine by me. Um, okay, Raboisai, uh, as the hour's getting late, uh, my son was supposed to be here with a kosher Megillah, except I must point out to you that there might be a problem with the kosher Megillah uh, because it's... It's not kosher, am I? No, 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 no. It's kosher, but the roads are blocked because of the storm and it's flooding and everything and the bridge is out and, and uh, he might not get here in time. So um, we'll wait as long as possible. And then if people are not patient, people can go into the kitchen and break their fast. And if you're still not patient, then we'll just have to read without the brachos uh, from a chumish, okay? That's what we're going to have to do, okay? So let's be patient. And they waited, and the clock was ticking. Six o'clock came and went, and people were getting impatient. Rabbi, I broke my fast already, okay? Now what are we going to lay in the Megillah? Uh, any minute, any minute. Uh, how are you going to lay in from Megillah that's not here? And everybody was getting impatient. And suddenly from outside they heard this loud noise. Yeah, boy. There's a helicopter. Looks like it's gonna crash right into our shoe. Maybe it's a terrorist attack. They're coming to attack our shoe. Ridiculous. Uh wait a minute. What's going Yeah, there is a helicopter. Wait a minute, it's not coming to the shoe. It's going into our parking lot. Oh my goodness. The helicopter's landing right in the parking lot. Wow. Rabbi Sai, imagine. What a Purim spiel. Look, a helicopter landed in our yard, right in the parking lot. Hevra, come out and look at this. I figured maybe if they come out and they look at the helicopter landing there, I could stall for time. And maybe by then, my son Menachem. What are you doing coming out of the helicopter? <laughs> Hi, Dad. How you doing? I got the kosher Megillah. But what are you doing in the helicopter? I mean, the, weren't you coming by bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tati, uh... That's all right, son. You go right inside. I'll explain to your father. Hi. My name is Martin Gilbrey. And, uh, you know, I'm Jewish, but not religious, you know? <laughs> and um, I'm one of the volunteer helicopter pilots that, you know... Uh, combing the area, you know, uh, to help the police, you know, evacuate people that got stuck in the flooding. And I saw the bus, and I came down and landed, you know, on the side of the road over there, and uh, his son rushed over to me, and he said it's an emergency, and I couldn't understand what his emergency was, and then he started explaining about the Megillah. Then I started remembering about the Megillah and Hamam. Bang, 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 bang. I remember these things. And then I said, you're right. It's a real emergency. And since it's my own helicopter, because I have a helicopter touring business, you understand? So I volunteered my own helicopter, and I said, well, we got to help the city of Dover have a Purim uh, once again. 
So I said to myself, Self, let's go. And I almost forgot to take your son. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> he screamed out pretty loud. So I put the helicopter back down, and I took him in the helicopter, and we brought it here. Now, Rabbi, let's go read that Megillah. And sure enough, they went into the shul, and they read that Megillah. I should say, Rabbi Oiza Gross read the Megillah. And that was one of the most spectacular Purims in a long time in Dover, Illinois. Wow, that was a terrific story. So what happened to hand? Oh, well, I told you they had to pay for new Megillah and fix up the shoe out of their own savings. Wow. Did they ever learn to... Yes, they learned to be tolerant. And they stopped making mischief for Jewish people. Wow, I wish everybody would do that. I wish everybody would also. Okay, so um, we finished the story. Um, is there time for any phone calls? Do we have any time for any phone calls? Hello? <laughs> uh, hello? Uh, any phone calls? Yeah, okay. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? I hear like a, a, a buzzing sound. Hello? Ah, now we hear you. Yes, hello. How are you? What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello, me? Yes, you. My name is Svi Weiss. Yes, Svi, what lesson and do you learn? I learned that uh, you should just have trust in Hashem. That's true. That's definitely in there. That's definitely in there. And also, um, no Jewish boy should be like Henry. That's right. You got that right for sure. <laughs> nobody, not even just a Jewish boy, nobody should be like Henry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, very good. Okay. Oh, wait, are you making a CD for Bina this year? You better believe it. It's already oh. made, and just go make sure you get it, and you'll see. This is a terrific uh, CD, that's for sure. Okay, Okay, enjoy. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name, and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, you're on the and air. And my name is Yaakov Zafani, and I learned that you should always have Emunah and Hashem. Excellent. That's definitely in there. Anything else? And uh, nothing. Okay, very good. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, Kultiv. And we have another call. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name, and what lesson did you learn in tonight's story? Hi, my name is Benjamin Stettner from Waterbound, and I learned that you should never try breaking into Jewish stuff. Excellent. Do not try to break into a Jewish stuff, meaning like a shul or anything like that, or any place. Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. You said you're calling from Riverdale? Can my brother say something? Okay, real quick, real quick. I learned that you should always try to do. You should always try to lay Megillah on Purim. You should always try. Lay Megillah on Purim. Okay, very good. One last one because I gotta go further. Okay, okay, I'm going to next call. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? What lesson do you learn in tonight's story? My name is Moshe Shmuel, and my lesson is they should never start up with the Jews because you'll never, because then um, you'll you'll basically regret it. Excellent, that's definitely in there. And so if we eat and are good, then they'll for sure regret it. Okay, very good. Do we have any more time for any more? Yeah, okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Do you speak Jews. a little closer to you the mic? You never started with Jews. Yes. And uh, and you, you, it's okay if someone talks while you're speaking. And you're, if someone's a rabbi, it's, okay. it's not such, it's not so okay if someone's talking in the middle. Right. You're saying you should not interrupt should not somebody interrupt in speaking. Someone. Very good. Excellent. That's right. We should have derech eretz. And uh, and uh, and uh, can I make any rabbi vayvodem uh, though? Which one? The, the, the principal? No, the the, the rabbi. Rabbi, rabbi Gross. Oh, he's a gross. Yes. Rabbi Gross is a nice guy for not for not screaming at the. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He had a lot of patience. Lot of That's patience. also very important. To be a good principal, you need a lot of patience. Very good. Excellent. 
Okay, is that all the calls we have for now? We have one more. Okay, we can take one more. It's time for one more. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? What lesson you learned? Night story. Moishi, how are you? Ah, Baruch Hashem, Moishi. How you doing? Yes, you want to sing it together with uh, with with Yossi? No, no, I know who Yossi is. Yossi is you. <laughs> no, let's sing, Moishe. Moishe. But I'm, uh, I'm, okay. uh, I just want to tell you that um, we should have a lot of betochem. Yes, yes, yes. But now you want to sing together with us? We'll sing Mishnah Nasadi. Whatever you, whatever you want. Let's okay. do, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Good, Excellent. It was terrific. By the way, Mitsuyan, that's right. And I've seen your picture a lot lately in the FJJ. No, no, no. I want to see your picture there one day. Ah, I want to. If somebody submits it, then, okay. Maybe we can take a picture of me and Yossi together. And you see Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Okay, have a great night. Be well. You too. How about taking a picture together with Rab Nissen? Maybe it will take one day, whenever you're ready. Okay, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Nice okay, to hear you. Bye. Good. Likewise. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Are we out of time? Are we? That's yeah, it. We're, That's all the time. Long <laughs> we're over time. Oh. Okay, so until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. Goodbye. Goodbye. Anywhere, anytime, for everyone. This 